Welcome, family, to today's uh, reading of Daily Reflections. I'm Fernando, your host for this one. I am in recovery. I'm alcoholic. Uh, it's December 1st. Let's go ahead and pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Suggested Steps, December the 1st. Our 12 Steps also says that as a result of practicing all these steps, we have each found something called a spiritual awakening. AA's manner of making ready to receive the gift lies in the practice of the 12 Steps in our program. 12 Steps and 12 Editions, page 106-107. I remember my sponsor answering when I told him that the steps were suggested. He replied that they are suggested in the same way that if you were to jump out of an airplane with a parachute, it is suggested that you pull the ripcord to save your life. He pointed out that it was suggested I practice the 12 steps if I wanted to save my life. So I try to remember daily that I have a whole program of recovery based on all 12 of the suggested steps. Amen. I'm Fernando. I'm alcoholic. Uh, making a commitment to cover the whole 12 steps and staying with the program. The commitment will hold, folks. That's where a man and a woman becomes aware of their wrongs and they make a commitment to hang on to this safe haven. That safe haven that will fix fix them and, and the love of others. I knew if I didn't get this program, others weren't going to have me. They weren't going to have, my mother wasn't going to have a son. My sons were not going to have a dad. My brothers and sisters weren't going to have a brother. My employer wasn't going to have a good employee. I needed a new set of instructions, a new operating program. And Alcoholic Anonymous, the format was just exactly what I needed. Live and let live. Uh, for the grace of God, there go I. It's only by God's grace I'm here, not out there uh, pounding those beers away and having a um, you know, considerable amount of bad luck. Okay, moving on. AA, off for the day, daily reflection, excuse me, 24-hour little book. says, the thoughts that come before having a slip are often largely subconscious. It is a question whether or not our subconscious minds ever become entirely free from alcohol. Thoughts, as long as we live, for instance, some of us dream about being drunk when we are asleep. Even after several years of sobriety, in AA during the period of our drinking days, our subconscious minds have been thoroughly conditioned by our alcoholic way of thinking, and it is doubtful if they ever became entirely free of such thoughts during our lifetime. But when our conscious minds are fully conditioned against drinking, we can stay sober and our subconscious mind do not often bother us. Am I still conditioning my conscious mind? Meditation for the day. Having sympathy and compassion for all who are in temptation, a condition that we were something in, sometimes in, 
We have responsibility toward them. Sympathy always includes responsibility. Pity is useless because it does not have a remedy for the need. But whenever our sympathy goes, our responsibility goes too. When we are moved with compassion, we should give to the we should go to the one in need and bind up his wounds as best we can. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may have sympathy to those in temptation. I pray that I may have compassion for others' trials. Whatever the situation is, whatever the problem is, just have the courage and the commitment. I would. That's my deal. It's to start thanking God that you're a mess up. Thanking God that I'm messing up. That's the fastest way to cure uh, self-pity and uh, and not having a right program. That's a correct program. That fixes the bugs. They'll go through the system and fix all the bugs all the way down to the birth and beyond. Your parents' bugs. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a bug fiction. I thank God I'm misfit. I thank God for their problem. I thank God I act that way. Make a commitment every time you know something is not right. Thank God about it. And thank God, now what am I going to do about it? I love you. Let's pray. Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Greetings. El Nam for today, December the 1st. Elanon was the first place I've been in a long time where people invited me back even after listening to my woes. I am so grateful that they did because Elanon was my last hope. I thought that I would kill myself if I didn't do something about the alcoholism in my home. Later, when members of the group asked me to make coffee, I jump was happy to do anything to repay them for their love, yet no payment was required. They loved me whether I was involved in service or not, even when I couldn't love myself. Elanon is the only thing in my life that I've been dedicated to, the only thing I ever felt consistently good at. As I do service work, I see myself accomplishing things, giving, receiving, growing. I see my progress as I learn to learn, and as the lessons become a part of me, I take them into all areas of my life. Today, I'd like to think that I get to take an active part in the growth of Elanon through service. I'm not doing Elanon a favor. Elanon is doing me one. It actually thrills me to remember that I'm always to take part. You let me. I'm allowed to take part because you let me. Today's reminder, listening, hearing, thinking, and reading about a spiritual awakening are fine. But if I really want this gift, there is something I can do about it. I can get involved. Artistol said, what we learn to do, we learn by doing. Our next reading is uh, for November 29th. 
Before Ellen, my belly button birthday, by the way. Thank you. I believe that being an adult was to be in control. Rigid, cool. Being an adult was looking good on the outside and not feeling what was going on on the inside. Being an adult meant doing for others until I dropped. Ellen has opened up a whole new way of living. The first thing that had to go was the control over others. It simply doesn't work. Trying to be in control as is an effective method of keeping loved ones at a distance. Instead, I admitted that I am powerless over others. Then I had to begin to put away the looking good for Kate in order to share my feelings at meetings. And one fine day, I picked up the One Day at a Time in Elnon, A-D-A-T, book and read the pages on martyrdom. I became uncomfortably aware that my do-good, do-gooder role often masked a martyr. Becoming more human has been difficult and frightening at times, but being more genuine allows me to have real relationships, real communications, and real happiness. Today's reminder. Today I can risk being myself. I don't have to live up to anyone's image. All I have to do is be me. And the quote from Alan is for adults, children of alcoholics is, as I surrender my imaginary power over others, I gain a more realistic view of my own life. Time to go. Okay, folks, we're going to try and get some Elanon reading in today. I really believe that uh, God speaks to us through these little books. I am actually grounding myself out here in the grass, meaning I got my bare feet on the grass and I'm pulling away the electromagnetic frequencies that are in my head down to normal levels. You know what's normal levels? You'd be surprised with a meter how much uh, uh, static electricity uh, is in your body, way more than we need, and it seems to end up on the left side of our brain, so it gives us anxieties, and we go to the doctor, and we're running around with disconnected from the earth. Uh, there's a movie called Grounding, Earthing. You get good at it. And there's a doctor named Laura and another guy named uh, Ober. <laughs> Clint, Clint Ober. Something like that. O-B-E-R. Here we go. December the 1st for Hope for Today. Let's pray. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I've struggled long and hard in Al-Anon to understand the idea of detachment with love. At first, it sounded like an oxymoron. Detachment was the opposite of love. I thought it seemed like abandoning the people I love because of their alcoholism. Was I supposed to just stop caring? In Eleanor, I began to see that my way of caring often meant reacting and manipulating. I do something nice for someone because I wanted to be liked. I get so caught up in someone else's problem that I didn't have time or energy to seek solutions for my own difficulties. Sometimes I wanted to attach myself and feed off someone mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Then I wouldn't have to deal with the scariness of being a separated person who took risks. 
Despite these intellectual glimmerings about my motives, I felt frustrated that I didn't know how to translate them into positive behavior. I simply decided my problem was that I loved too much. I began to react, regard and act any act of helpfulness or kindness as my part as a slip. Again, let me say that again. I began to regard any act of helplessness or kindness on my part as a slip. After I told my sponsor about my new insight, he explained the goal was detachment, not amputation. To detach isn't to stop caring about others. It means I care equally as much for myself. It means I love myself enough to stay out of others' insanity. It means putting enough emotional distance between myself and another to see each of us as a separate individual. Being helpful and kind feels wonderful. It's only when I do this with the belief that I can fix, change, or control the other person that I need to question my motives. Thought for the day. Sometimes what I call love is really just control. Control freak, as a matter of fact, that's my term. Sometimes what I call love is really just the habit of control, playing God. Simply put, detachment means to separate ourselves emotionally and spiritually from other people. How Al-Anon works for families and friends, Alcoholic Anonymous, page 84. And I usually say, Fernando, I am an Al-Anon. Um, I am a very happy member of Al-Anon. I always say, what do I always say? I'm already forgetting what I always say. Well, involvement with enthusiasm and joy that you're good with your higher power and that other people see it with uh, a shiny, brimming face that life is going good. Sometimes the people keep telling you their problems and the hardest thing to do is not to get a solution because remember, you're talking to a tree. Person, you're a tree is not going to change. Only God can change the tree with a lightning bolt or something. All you can do is, is love them, get high five them, just give them love without a solution. You just enjoy their presence. Make a commitment to be happy, joyous, and free in front of them without going to the store, paying their bills, paying their phone bill. You know, you. You're adding to the problem when you do all that stuff. Okay, tell them your mama don't live here, your daddy don't live here. You're over 18. Get up and uh, get your own resources. I'm busy. Say I am busy. God's got this. All right, that should do it. Let's go ahead and pray out. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back. Hi, I'm reading from today from the book called God Calling. A very interesting article for today, December the 1st. It was sent to me by Ozzy, 
And then she has a gratitude list to uh, back this up. Let's go ahead and open up with the uh, seven-step prayer, please. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Only when you're humble can you can do that prayer. If you have some kind of self-efficiency, some kind of pride, ego, um, you cannot admit that there's good and bad in you. And you cannot admit that someone suggests that to you. You have an apprehension on that. Uh, well, more power to you. I apologize if you feel that way. I used to feel that way too. But I consider my past, and I don't want to be living the way I was living, so I decided to give these people in the 12-step movement a chance to see what what do I have to lose. And uh, <clears throat> here we go. December the 1st. I believe this is God calling. It is only through the order that great things are born. The wisdom of the tiles. It is only through order that great things are born. And there is no way goodness, abundance, and success can come to you if your affairs are not in order. The universe is an orderly system of activities and events. Things flow in and out and through. When our home, environment, accounts, or activities are not in order, the universal flow will move right past us without stopping. We must recognize and practice divine order if we want ultimate success. We must pay our bills in a timely manner, keeping an organized, structured record of what we pay and when we pay it. Give everyone their due. If we are in debt to someone, pay them. If we cannot pay the agreed upon amount, pay something and pay it consistently on time. Think of it as, a, as giving to God. If we don't give to God, how do we expect God to give back to us? One of the greatest enemies of success is living hand to mouth. Believing we don't have enough, we fail to pay, save, and give. In the universal flow, hand to mouth does not work. If we are not living in order, we will continue to meet our open mouth with empty hands. <laughs> I do have enough to pay, save, and give. I do have enough. And I was in that point where Mouth Fernando, all I got to say about that, I don't think this is uh, God calling, but it's good stuff anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I was uh, hand to mouth when I wanted my own way and uh, drinking too much. Got to a point where I really starved. I really lost weight. I really starved. I was hungry. I was even telling the people that I had bought furniture from in San Diego, my mid-early 20s, 
Uh, I had drinking too much, lost a job, lost uh, all the resources, lost everything. There was no help whatsoever. The only help I was getting was the um, collecting cans and bottles to eat. And uh, I couldn't get a job, I was just shaking. I remember walking into a furniture store where I had purchased a nice king-size bed and also furniture and paid them off cash. And I walked in there and I was wondering if they had any mercy, any uh, rebates or anything that I will be able to uh, eat on, you know, like some kind of mercy. And as I was walking away from the furniture store, my soul, uh, and I was surprised, my soul blurted out, I am starving. It came right out of my soul. Maybe it was the Holy Spirit or the truth. And I was surprised of that. And I kept at it. And then I finally, I hadn't eaten for a couple of weeks and just drinking and smoking cigars. I started to cough myself down to the ground in the kitchen, little apartment that I hadn't paid my rent going on four months. And I was on my knees and I finally, while I was on my knees, I said, well, I might as well pray. I'm coughing down here. I asked God to help me. I Father, help me raise my hands. And as soon as I raised my hands and I asked Father to help me, there was a knock on the side of the apartment. And the guy that had a phone number, my one of my drinking butters, buddies, I got him the apartment, by the way. He told me, Fernando, he yells at me. He heard me in my kitchen. He goes, they're asking you to go to the gas station and apply for a job. And I said, well, can anybody pray around here? <laughs> the answer came so quickly, lightning. And the scripture says, while they are calling, I will answer. And a lot of us don't answer with complete surrender. You know, we still have our ego, our pride. And well, we'll see. I'll see if I'll serve you, God, if you do this for me. I'll surrender to you if you take care of this. You know, we're... Um, bartering we're you know okay well if that working for you how's that working for you you know i have enough today to help somebody that needs help i have enough to go out of my way and give somebody a ride and take care of their needs while they're in that state and because i used to be in that god fixed me up all right, enough of that. I had another uh, rabbit trail point, but it ran over the hill and the rabbit is gone. Oh, I got it. It came right back. It just waved at me. The rabbit came back. This is the main point that I suggest. If you're in that situation, you can do something to make your life orderly. Okay, and it's, it's, it's the one bullet that will clean every artery up by thanking God that you're behind the eight ball. By thanking God, you don't have it together. By thanking God, your resources are in the rears. By thanking God, uh, you don't have a place to live, something to eat. By thanking God for the negative side, like I told people, when you have a car battery, we always think that the power comes out of the positive pole. Because it says X there, it's positive, it's hot. We think the hot, 
the power comes out of the positive pole and turns, cranks the engine and gets it started. And then the generator takes over from there and starts supplying the, the spark plugs with the power. It's the same thing for us. But in reality, the power comes out of the negative side of the battery. Yep. It, it jumps from the negative side, turns the crank on, and goes back in the positive side. It makes a circuit. It goes back into it. And it that's where our willpower comes in, where we thank God for the negative side of our bills. It goes to God's kingdom. He, he turns it for good, works it for good. Then he sends us back results, and we, uh, we we recharge by meditating, by reading, by praying. We recharge our battery. And once we recharge our battery, with all our heart and in honesty, we thank him for another problem. Send it through the negative side of our posts, to the negative side of our lives, just like the prayer, good and bad. You're trying to be, we're trying to be good on our own side, and it doesn't work. God does not need any help on the good side. And he's telling you, you really got your wires crossed. <laughs> you got your wires crossed and you can't get your engine running. All, and it's so simple. You can't thank him for your bills. You can't thank him for your weight overeating. You can't thank him for your drinking. If you still have uh, control and self-sufficiency, ego, pride, and uh, I'm going to do it. Just like I got on my knees, you need complete surrender. It says, okay, God, I surrender completely. And you got to do it over and over again to make sure that the ego is not lurking, the self-sufficient is not lurking down there, uh, the pride. Those things, if they're lurking underneath, uh, only God knows, okay? It's a, a heartfelt, pure surrender. Father, help me. I thank you for my problems i thank you for my situation just the way it is formulate a program that works folks this one will give you self-esteem joy laughter power and strength to do the right thing in the midst of the problems what an exchange right you're not going to be beating yourself up more doing the same thing day after day week after week month after month year after year and the only thing that's keeping you alive and, and above board is the mercy and the loving kindness of God. So that's the only thing we qualify for, mercy and loving kindness. When will you learn this? When will you let go and let God? When will you be able to take advice and instructions and commit to thanking God no matter what? Thank God even if it kills you. Yep, you heard that right. Thank God for that thing that's eating your lunch, the, the negative side, even if it kills you. A disease, a habit, a, a child, a domestic violence. Every situation, you run through the hopper, through God's thanksgiving machine, and you commit to that. No buts or what's. You just let go and let God. You have the at least you have the willpower to be obedient. If you can implement your willpower and your commitment, obey, obey this simple formula, you're on your way to great success like millions and millions and millions and billions of us have said it. Okay, God, I can't do anything. Take it from here. 
I'm going to die in this situation. Just take it, Lord. And boom. That's all he's been waiting for you to learn how to turn it over. Okay, let's go ahead and finish with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, Father, for the hearing ears that are listening today. I thank you, Father, for their negative posts in life. May they switch posts and function properly in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Has no one told you they love you? I love you and I care for you. Bye. Take care. God's work. God's word on work. How to help our business. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Notice it says right here that we were going to make our way prosperous, that we are going to have good success. I prayed for years for God to do that for me. <laughs> uh, as I go, so shall your strength be. In other words, God will be involved as I act like it and move towards it and shine my shoes and get all my clothes ready the night before and and go prospecting the next day for business, you know, and or study or whatever. Or I could be claiming his word. But I have to ha claim his word while having his word in my heart. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. Having uh, some scripture on your wall before you go to sleep and meditating on it, and then getting up in the morning and meditating it again, there's a scripture that I have on the wall. There's a lot of scriptures I have I got on the wall. Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Um, Matthew twenty two twenty nine. But Jesus answered and said to him, You are mistaken, not understanding the Scriptures, nor the power of God. So that always picks me up to keep moving forward. It's a motivator. Then I have in the wall, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Say enthusiastic that Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are inside of me. So, amen. Our next scripture is Isaiah forty-eight seventeen. It says, Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go it, that leadeth thee. 
So if I'm being led, it means I'm already on moving forward. There's a saying that said, God cannot drive a parked car. You know, you're watching TV, you're not excited to get out there and exercise your faith. I'm not excited to exercise my faith. I'm not excited to go out there and hope and pray. I'm not excited to walk by faith. You know, that something good's going to happen. God even said it. He goes, seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Ask and it will be given to you. Amen. And let's read it again. Isaiah 48, 17. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt go. You know, as you go, you can even claim this scripture right here. As we're, I'm walking out of the house, I'm reciting to myself, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer of the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth me to profit, teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt goest. Isaiah 48, 17. Excellent quoting scripture as we're going out to the door for business. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in hell even as your soul prospereth. Amen. There's, there's no holding back. But all forward. I wish above all things, the word of God says, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. There's three things here, you know. Prosper fi financially, socially, in health, and in spiritual. What a good deal is that, huh? Our next scripture, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. It doesn't say to receive wealth. It says to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for establishing your covenant. Thank you for paying all my bills. Thank you for providing food and shelter. Thank you for being a good God. And thank you for doing and demonstrating your word. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May we be a shining beacon and a light to others. Demonstrate your omnipotence, your magnificent greatness, Lord. We thank you for creator of the earth, the heavens and the earth. Amen. Our next scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 10. Trust in the Lord. Have confidence in the Lord. It says, with all your heart. Kind of interesting. I always try to throw thrust into the air looking for God. Lately, I've been saying to myself, well, have confidence in the Lord. And right here it says, with all your heart. So in my heart, I have confidence in him. I remember of all the things and all the prayers he answered and all the times he was there in my hard times. So I have, because in Spanish, it uses the word confidence, confia, kind of like uh, 
you know, uh, give the Lord uh, some rope. He, 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 he is going to help you. Confidence in the Lord in all our hearts. And we lean not unto figure our own way, our own understanding. In all the ways we acknowledge Him. All that ways. In His Scripture, in the Scripture, we quote the Scripture and we acknowledge Him in our ways, in our goings, and He shall direct our path. We are not proudful or wise in our own eyes. We fear the Lord and depart from evil, tender heartily. It shall be health to thy navel and moral to thy bone. Wow. Um, it shall be health to thy navel and moral to thy bones. Protection from disease and sickness. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. Looks like we prospered, went out and did it, and now it's telling us what to do with the prosperity. You know, in other words, you want, you want to continue feast, then continue plant seeds of uh, honoring the Lord, keeping his lights on, keeping his house, keeping his house lit by giving 10% to the man of God. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Proverbs 3, 5, and 10. So even if you send your 10% to this site to, to help me keep the lights on, help me uh, get the rest and get the proper nourishment and keep putting the word out there, that is honoring the Lord with thy substance. I done it to others for their projects and for serving God because they, they serve a lot of people and with the, for years and years and years. And with the first fruit of all thy increase, so and my barns have been filled with plenty and my presses are bursting out with new wine. When I am in need of something, I just say glory, glory to the refrigerator. Glory, glory, glory in Jesus' name to the cupboards. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus' name to my wallet. And guess what? In a couple of days, it gets, something gets in there. Something starts to overflow. I've been doing this too long. I heard about it years ago. The missionary family would pass through their cupboards and say, glory, open up the cupboard and say, glory, glory, glory in Jesus' name. Something in that nature. People would bring food to their house. First Chronicles twenty two thirteen, And thank you, by the way, if you ever thank you for listening to me. First Chronicles twenty two thirteen, Then shall thou prosper. If thou takes heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel, be strong and of good courage, dread not, nor be dismayed. Again, then shalt thou prosper, then. Okay, I've got to do something. And then it says, if thou takes heed, to fulfill the statutes and judgments with the Lord charged Moses 
with concerning Israel. Be strong, have faith, and of good courage, dread not, nor be dismayed. For us, it's easy, because Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So we praise him and we thank him, and we're fulfilling the statutes and the judgments. We will be prospering. Thank you, Father. Our next scripture is, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. Psalms 113. Kind of interesting. I fell asleep about, oh, before 9 o'clock, and I read a couple of pages of this, and it put me to bed. Now I woke up to get a glass of water, and now I'm reading it again to put it put me back asleep one something in the morning. Huh. Our next scripture is in Deuteronomy. And it shall come to pass... If thou shalt hearken diligently, it's like voicing out the voice of the Lord thy God. You know what it says to me? Um, if we if we will speak the promises of God, the voice of the Lord thy God, you know what it tells me, which is, I'm sure it's okay. It's like saying, I am prospering. I am receiving uh, information from God today. I am getting the Lord's direction as I'm going out the door. I am hearkening diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, all people. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken, and thou shalt call on the voice of the Lord thy God and ask for his... Thou shalt activate, we shall activate the promises of God by hearkening like a hark angel, speaking them loudly. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kin, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the basket and the store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all thy says thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. And the Lord shall make thee prosperous in thy goods, in the fruit of the body, in the fruit of the cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swore unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open up upon thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in its season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. 
And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Deuteronomy 28. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33. There it is again. How do we seek the, the kingdom of God? By memorizing and reading the word day and night. And speaking his promises with little three by five cards. But seek you first. That's seeking the kingdom of God. With the contract, with the word, with the instructions, with the promises of God. And his righteousness is right standing with Jesus Christ. We accepted the Lord on the cross. We said, yes, Lord. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33 Amen. Proverbs 63, commit thy works unto the Lord. You can read it this way. Commit thy sayings. Commit thy word unto the saying. Commit thy hearkening unto the Lord his word. And thou and your thoughts shall be established. As you commit the word of God back unto the Lord, his word, his promises. And then your thoughts shall be established on the area of prosperity Income, resources, development. Proverbs sixteen three. We commit our words unto the Lord. Our works. We have to work the word unto the Lord. And our thoughts. And the word established meaning it's huge. It's meaning that God puts a stake in the ground. He establishes it. He gives you a skill. He gives you an anointing. He opens up a a river of resources coming to you that no one can stop. He establishes your thoughts. A thought is is a thought that is established in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. You can live off of, of a thought, a good thought. You can live off of it. You know, like the thought that I have about Glory, glory to the covers in Jesus' name. Blessing the covers, you know, and speaking the word glory. That's an established thought in my heart that could gives, continually gives me uh, resources. And thy memory shall be established. Commit your works unto the Lord. Proverbs, amen. Our next scripture is Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. Through wisdom is an, is an house build it, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Through wisdom is an house build it. You know, the, the wisdom that God has given us and understanding, the word understanding in Job twenty eight twenty eight is that you cannot um, mix evil in building your house. Understanding is keeping your hand away from sin. That's what the true meaning of the word understanding. If you understand that sin will eat your hand like acid, uh, you're not going to mess with it. 
So when you you have understanding, your house is going to be established by the Lord. You know, in other words, you're permanent. God has blessed the anointing of your household through wisdom, through good words, through accessing and acknowledging the Lord God, we build our house. And by understanding, we keep it. How many people have you seen through a prayer get a good job and build a house and then they're under, they start messing cause with uh, pornography or drinking, and then their house is not established because they pre- fail to preserve the word understanding. And you know, and and they tear we tear our own houses down, and by knowledge, by having by n- having faith and belief. In this process, you know, uh, we will continue to be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Just They just keep coming in and keep coming in and keep, you ain't got no room for them. You know, you bless, you got no more room for your blessings are coming in. Gold is coming, silver is coming, uh, resources, uh, all kinds of things are just keep coming your way. First Kings 2, 2 and 3. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies. And it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou dost, and with it thou soever thou turn thyself, wherever you go. Isn't that amazing scripture? First Kings chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. You know, this is a scripture I should have in my wall. I go the way of all the earth. I be strong, and I, sh- I, I, I am showing myself as a man. You know, we speak it with I am. I can, I can personalize it. And I keep the charge. I keep the instructions of the Lord my God. I walk. I am walking in his ways. I am keeping his statutes and his commandments. I am hearkening unto his voice and his judgments and testimonies. As it is written in the law of Moses, that I am prospering in all thy ways because I do it. And wherever I go, I am prospering. Or something like that kind of chopping it up but I go the way of the all the earth wait a minute I go the way of all the earth who goes all the way to the earth and then he says be thou strong therefore and show thyself a man and keep thy charge of the Lord thy God. It sounds like the Lord says, uh, I go throughout the whole earth looking for my word to perform it and establish it. Looking for his word. So when when I go out the door and I'm hearkening and speaking the word of God, it says the Lord is, is flying all over the earth looking for his word to perform it. And keep thy charge, keep thy instructions of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies. 
And that's clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. A voice of triumph. Something already, Jesus is already defeating Satan. You know, we rejoice in the voice of triumph. It is victory. It is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whatsoever does. Get it, turn it thyself. Getting excited about the victory of Jesus is keeping the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways. Amen. Job thirty six eleven. If you if I if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Amen. The kingdom of God, accessing the kingdom of God. Romans twelve eleven, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Our job is to be fervent in spirit, force ourselves to act enthusiastic. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Colossians four eleven. But we beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you increase more and more. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase. We encourage you, brothers, that you keep increasing more and more. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business. And to work with your own hands as we command you. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that you may have, you may lack nothing. First Thessalonians four ten. That's why the new translations like the Passion and the Message come in. There's a lot of words in here that need to be uh, explained, like the word beseech. You know. And that, you know, that you study to be quiet right there. In other words, I ponder it in my heart. And then, or I use my imagination to do my own business and to work with my own hand, you know, to square away my imagination. How am I going to tackle a business that I may walk honestly toward them that are without? I guess the poor, that I may have lack of nothing. So in other words, I'm a very prosperous, rich man, and I'm walking among the, honestly, through the poor. Uh, in other words, that I may give honestly and help out them that are without, and that I may show them that I lack nothing because I serve the Lord God. And so, that's the goal, is to be a shining light, like Israel was supposed to be for all the nations to see how prosperous they would be if they would serve the Lord thy God. Solomon said that. In Isaiah 47 excuse me, 43, verse 7 and 21, it says, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, 
I have formed him, yeah, I have made him. This people have I formed for myself that they show forth my praise. There it is. That's just what I said. Everyone that is called by my name, Jesus, for I have created him for my glory. A brand new creature inside me. I have formed him. Yeah, I have made him. Yes, the Lord has made me. The Lord, I am the Lord's peculiar people for himself. That I may show to those that are without the fourth thy praise of God. John 4, 23, 24 says, For the hour has come and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4, 23 and 24. Amen. What easier way is for us to turn on some worship through YouTube and praise the Lord while we're getting ready in the morning? And praising the Lord while we're doing our chores, just to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Hearkening and singing songs unto the Lord. Second Chronicles five thirteen and 14. It came to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So how did they fill the how did the glory of God come in? Which is resources for us. Uh, making one sound, making one sound to be heard. And interesting. It says to make one sound. So there's the Holy Spirit, Father God, yourself, and, and Jesus inside of us. We are to make one sound praising the Lord to be heard to be heard by the elements around us praising and thanking the Lord. And when we they lifted up their voices with along with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying saying this for he is good for his mercy endure it forever. For he is good. For his mercy endure it forever. You know, th that then the house was filled with the cloud. What we're doing, we're establishing the glory of God in our midst, in our presence. For he is good. For his mercy endure it forever. That's why it's so important to have the scripture available so we the reason why we're singing unto the Lord is to have his mercy and 
and his goodness established in our household forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is good. He is good, and his mercy endured forever. 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9 says, You also, as lively stones, are built up as a spiritual house a, and, and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. There it is. That we should sing his praises because he has called, you, called us out of darkness into a marvelous light where there is no need. For we are lively stones. Ha, 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 lively stones. Are built up. We are rolling stones. Are built up a spiritual house, a royal priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not for which such sacrifices God is well pleased. Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not for which sacrifices God is well pleased. Revelations 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are ever and were created. Hebrews 13.15 and 16 By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not for which such sacrifices God is well pleased. Interesting in this scripture that it by Jesus, by the power of Jesus, therefore let us open our mouths and sing sacrifices of praise. A sacrifice of praise, it means that we're hurting, we're going through something. We have a need. We, you know, the car is old, you know, we, we have a need. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. You know, it would be weird if it said the joyful praise to God continue, which would also fit. But right here, it's, it's, um, it's giving us a benefit that by through Jesus, let us go ahead and give a sacrifice of thanksgiving for the stuff we're going through and praising God continually, be having a positive attitude. Praise the Lord for this situation. I thank you, God, for this car. I thank you for the situation I'm in. 
that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to the, to his name, having a high a positive attitude, giving thanks. But to do good, and I guess that's ministry, right? But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So that would be interesting to look it up in other translations because the words also have other meanings too. But to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So it is a sacrifice praising God when we're hurting. We keep the counsel and the communication open with our Father, either through blessings of joy or problems of sacrifices with problems in back of it to push us. Either one's going to push us to keep our communication lines with God. Prosperity, laughter, joy should push us with gratitude and love and thankfulness or through problems, through lack and situations, you know, to praise God. Either both have the same outcome. I've been on both sides, guys. Guess what side is easier to maintain? When you don't have time to read the Word of God and to write three by five cards and study the Scripture, that means the world, you need to sacrifice the Lord for the stuff that's eating your, your lunch so you can move over to have the luxury of reading and writing and meditating on his word and studying it. Revelations 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Amen. Revelations 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are where we're created. You know, that tells me that God, right here, he receives the accomplishments that we do, and that's his glory. We receive and share his honor and power. For he, he has created all things. We are the created thing. We are the product. And they are pleasurable. For thy pleasure they were created. So, and what's the pleasure for us? Is to is to um, show the glory of the Lord, the honor of the Lord, and the power of the Lord through our lives. You know, as a father has pride in his child, if you know, if he goes to college, does good, gets married, has a home, has children, keeps giving honor to the Father. That's how the Father sees us. He created us. That's how we please the Father. That's how we please God. Hebrews eleven six. but without faith or without action, okay, moving forward, pre prepar without preparation, 
It is impossible to please God, please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. The only thing I'm getting from this for right now is, but without action, without um, having knowledge and believing or imagination, without having, it is impossible to please him. Without effort, Hebrews 11, 6. We've got to have those efforts. Wow. It's already a 40 minutes. Colossians 1, 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Thank you, folks. God bless you. In the name of the Lord, I love you. God bless you. Thank you for coming. We're going to be reading how to pick up business through the Word of God, <clears throat> through God's Word. Our first scripture for today is 1 John 3.22, where it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do the things <clears throat> that are pleasing in his sight. You know, one of the things that is pleasing in his sight is reading his word day and night in the morning, because Proverbs 16.20 says, He who gives attention to the word will find good. And blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, that has confidence in the Lord. We don't look outward to trust the Lord. We look inward in ourselves to have confidence in Him. I just have a love and a joy and a confidence in my heart for the Lord. And then that's how I please Him. And whatever I ask, I receive of Him. You know, there was a a sermon someone said that every prayer is being answered or has been answered uh, it may not be answered here but it may be answered in heaven you know how that was real to me when I was a little boy my mom and my dad divorced early and I would pray I think I prayed for five years that my dad would come back from around seven years old till I was about twelve and then finally I said, enough is enough. And I left. I started uh, stealing, you know, hubcaps and bottles and whatever I can. So I went, uh, I, he didn't pray. But years later, I had, a, I had a dream, a very real vivid dream that my father was home and he was dancing with my mom. And I can see his arms or his hand holding her hand. I'm outside, and and everybody from the heart was like, my dad's home, my dad's home. With a beautiful, um, the Bible says, when a hope is fulfilled, the joy, there's laughter, and there's, you know, when a dream is fulfilled, there's joy. So our Father in heaven, he never knows, right? 
it came to pass, but it came to pass in a dream, but it was more real than anything I can think of. I and mean, it's kind of like a vision. All right, our next scripture is Romans 8, 8 and part of 9. It says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not of the flesh, but in the spirit. So when we're born again, praising God, singing songs unto him, discussing his word like we're doing now, it pleases the Lord to see his children seeking him. So we get rewarded, you know. Psalm 149, 1 through 6 say, Praise you the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing out loud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. You know, it goes on to say, this, the rest of the scripture says, and a two-edged sword in their hands, that they may put vengeance on the kings and leaders of this world and put chains on them, for this is the inheritance of the godly people to subject the violators with the written law of God. That's the honor that we get. And we we basically bind principalities, powers in high places through praise and worship to acknowledge, to clapping our hands and stomping our feet and praising the Lord. We do damage to the other kingdom. That's what I how I understand that scripture. Our next one is Psalm 147.11. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. You know, uh, having, having a fear for the Lord, a healthy fear that he can squash us like a bug at any time, that's a healthy fear. A healthy fear is that the ocean can come in here any time that's a healthy fear. That's a fear like that um, to the, towards the Lord. Psalm 147.1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I am good. I am good. I am fine. I am fine. I am good. All is well. Can you say that? I am good. All is well. I know it's not all well, but you just say it by faith. That's how we trick. We can change the atmosphere. Why do you think he tells us to hearken unto his voice? And why are you here? You want a formula, right? So just act on it and speak it with confidence and faith. Say, I am good. I am well. I am wealthy. I am young. 
I am good. I am, oh, I am that I am. I am in the wisdom of Jesus Christ. I am in the sanctification of Jesus Christ. I am in the redemption power of Jesus Christ. I am. Psalm 109 verse 30 says, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yeah, I will praise him among the multitude. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude. Psalm 109 verse 30. Psalm 145 21. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. My mouth shall speak the praise of, of the Lord. And let all his flesh, let all flesh his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Bless his holy name. First Timothy 2, 1, 3, and 8. I exhort thee, therefore, first of all, supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. I will therefore that man may pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Amen. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12. 1 and 2. That you may prove. Wow. Our next scripture is Hebrews eleven six, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Psalm. No, Hebrews eleven six. Revelation 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure, Lord, thy, they are and were created. Amen. Deuteronomy 4.11 Hebrews 13.15 and verse 16 By Him, therefore, let us offer... The sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our spirit, giving thanks to the Lord in his name, but to do good, but to do good and communicate, for forget not for which for for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. First, 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9 says, 
You also are lively stones and are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. But you are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you into his marvelous world. Marvelous light. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And so we really try to make sure that uh, uh, every word is something that uh, came from the heart of God. And so thank you for watching. We want to thank all of you for all that you do in helping us to reach out and touch the world with the miracle working power of God's unconditional love. That God has given Donna and I the assignment to train people, teach people, how to operate with the last day signs and wonders and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit as I study the Bible, that there's not going to be a rapture until people close with the last day signs and wonders that'll bring in the great harvest and then the rapture will take place. And so Don and I, we're doing the best we can to reach as many people as we can and we can do more, we will do more if we have more people to help us. And so. Just ask God what he'd have you to do in order to help us, and we'll get on more TV stations. Don and I will not use one penny for our personal profit. It'll all go for reaching the lost. And so we thank you ahead of time. Uh, there's a testimony I'd like to read that came from Norway. And uh, so it's, uh, it's from a couple in Norway, Maria and uh, Havard in Norway, and this is what they said. Hi, this is a praise report. Just wanted to inspire you by sharing that I have shared my testimony on how I heard about your about you on a, a TV um, program called TV Vision in Norway. And I was interviewed, then I went to Missouri, and I was baptized in fire. The Holy Spirit told me to follow you and I did for many years. As a result, people are now getting healed and delivered because of the teaching that I got from you. Uh, I'm doing the best that I can to follow the Holy Spirit and to teach online to Africa. I bless you and honor your ministry in Jesus' name. Thank you. We need prayer for the ministry. We founded cornerstoneministry.com in Norway and now we're doing the best we can with seminars and calling just like you and Donna to teach and equip 
people uh, online and by traveling. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise dance and lots of love from Norway. And um, so we just thought we'd share that. That's from Maria and Harvard in Norway. So we're, we get reports like these every day, and we just thought we'd just share one every now and then. But um, we're doing our best to touch people's lives with the goodness of God. Now, I want to take you right into the service that uh, we have a special teaching that I want to give you about Thanksgiving because now we're in the Thanksgiving season. And so I want to give you some thoughts and some principles from the Word of God, why we should thank God. And immediately I begin to think of John chapter 14, verse 27, one of the very first verses that I memorized at the age of 17. And here Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. And so I want to be thankful to God for the peace that he gives me that this world can't give and the world can't take it away. And that word peace has a fuller meaning of God's prosperity, God's protection, uh, God's uh, providential care, uh, God's prosperity. Really, um, everything that we could possibly need or desire is in, wrapped up in that word peace. And so I want to thank God that he gives me something that the world could never give me. And now he's given it to me and he's given it to you. And so uh, really we should be thankful every day. And I, I do try to make it a uh, a practice in my life just to continually throughout my day thank God for his goodness he's been so good and so uh, this is a, a season that we can share these truths with other people because they're already in that mindset of Thanksgiving and so that's a, a real good verse John chapter 14 and verse 27 then I look at uh, in the book of Psalms Psalm 107 and verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. And so forever, his mercy, and that word mercy has to do with his uh, unconditional love. It has to do with his um, uh, unmerited favor, that there isn't anything that we could do to deserve God's mercy and, and his goodness. It's all by uh, God's grace and by the love that's in God's heart and then we see in the book of uh, Lamentations in chapter 3 and verse 20 and verse 23 and I'm just going to quote this off of the top of my head from what it says in the original languages of the Bible uh, where it says the steadfast love of the Lord never changes it never changes there's nothing that we can do to change God's love that he has for all of humanity. There's absolutely nothing that can be done. That uh, That's called unconditional love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, But God is love. And that word love in the Greek is unconditional love. And so sometimes some people, they have an opinion that... Uh, that God does some mean things if people don't line up with his word, that, you know, in other words, uh, sickness and disease will come on them and God's going to permit it, he's going to ordain it, uh, or those sort of things. That would be conditional love. As I study the Bible, I find that God is only unconditional love. And uh, 
And, and that's not compromise at all. That's exactly telling the exact truth. Romans in chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible says, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. That true repentance means that people changes. And so you can get to the place to where that you don't want to sin anymore. And the reason is, is because God gives you something better. It's the goodness of God that changes people. And so... Here, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and verse 23, it says, For the steadfast love of the Lord never changes. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And so every morning, we, it's brand new with God. If we made mistakes yesterday, well, today is a new day. But we can even go further than that. Because 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so if we make mistakes, regardless of how many mistakes we make in one day, that God gives us a new beginning. And that's our God. And that's what draws people to Christ. That's a true Christian, a, somebody that has discovered his loving kindness that's better than anything in life. Matthew or no, I'm sorry, John chapter 63, verse 3, the Bible clearly says his loving kindness is better than life, better than anything this world could possibly give us. As we look at life, that the most precious thing that we can have is our natural life, uh, breathing and having health. And however, the Bible teaches us that God's loving kindness is even better than that. And so that's what causes people to change. That's what's caused me to change, that um, finding out how much God loves me. And uh, so I want to go ahead and look at uh, some other verses that um, in, in the book of Psalm, chapter 16 and verse 11, and I just want to read that real quickly, that, uh, well, it says, in his presence is fullness of life and pleasures forevermore. And so when we get in God's presence, that uh, that will cause us to be thankful because in his presence, the Bible says, is fullness of life. And the devil and uh, religious bondage, uh, bondage or, or, or teaching that is uh, man-made doctrines, that um, uh, makes our Christian walk really ugly. But um, here the Bible says that in his presence is fullness of life, that um, he gives us a life that is so full of goodness and of his blessings that... Um, you know, we don't want to change. And we want to thank him for that. Because in his presence, it's fullness of life. And then it says, and it, there's pleasures forevermore. Every human being wants more pleasure in their life. And God gives us supernatural pleasure. This world can only give us a natural pleasure. And if it's sinful, then it's, it's so short-lived. And then the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And the wages is much worse a thousand times worse than the fragmentary portion of pleasure that sin can give. But God 
He has supernatural pleasures that he gives us. And so we want to praise God because of that. We want to be thankful uh, every day because in his presence is fullness of life and pleasures forevermore. And so uh, a, a real secret here is just learning to get in God's presence. As we study the Bible, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews in chapter 13 and verse 5, the Bible says that God will never leave us and never forsake us. Now that's not just for Christians. That's for the worst sinner on the face of the earth because God is unconditional love. He doesn't love people just because, you know, they've got all their ducks in a row because they're doing everything that uh, Christian mandates say that they should do. He loves because he loves. It's unconditional love. And, and so um, if we get in his presence, and he's, he's already in our presence. Hebrews 13 and verse 5, it says that he will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. So we're always, all of humanity is in, uh, God's in our presence. Uh, the difference is, or the, the thing that we need to do is, just because he's in our presence, we need to get in his presence. That there's been times you've been in people's presence and they totally ignored you. And so really, you know that um, you were uh, in their presence, but they wasn't in yours, that they didn't accept you. And so we need to get in God's presence. If, because if we'll just get in God's presence, and the Bible plainly teaches us we can live in his presence 24 hours a day. And as we do that, then 24 hours a day, we can experience what Psalm 16 and verse 11 says, in his presence is fullness of life and pleasures forevermore. 24 hours a day, we can have fullness of life. We can have divine contentment and pleasures forevermore. So what we want to do is learn to get into God's presence. And... Um, then we'll be thankful. 24 hours a day, we'll always be thankful. And praising God and thanking God for what he's done and what he continues to do in our life, that it's not because God needs it. He's not on an ego trip. He doesn't need our, pres our, our praises. He doesn't need our thanksgiving. It's not what it does for God, but what it does for us. And a real good uh, passage of Scripture to help us to learn how to get into God's presence is uh, in the book of Psalms 100 and verse 4. And the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. And so as you analyze this, that you see that um, uh, literally um, when we begin to Thank God, uh, according to this Hebrew word in Psalms 100 and verse 4, where it says, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That word thanksgiving uh, in the Hebrew, it's a sacrifice of praise. And so many times in our lives that we don't feel like that we have anything to be thankful for. And that's just the devil lying to us but sometimes that because of circumstances we don't want to thank God we don't want to praise God and so that's a sacrifice 
And so we do it anyway. And when we do it, when we have that sacrifice of praise that we just, we don't want to lift our hands and praise him. We don't want to thank him. We don't want to lift up our, our, our voices and lift up our, head, our, our heads and, and thank God. That's a sacrifice. And the greater the sacrifice, the more so we get into his presence. And as I study the Bible in the book of Hebrews in chapter 4, the Bible teaches us in verse 15 and 16. I'm going to paraphrase it real quickly, and you can go home or wherever you're at and look it up. But uh, it talks about getting in the very presence of God. It says, come boldly to the throne of grace so that we can obtain help and time of need, and we can get favor from God. And so all of us needs and desires more supernatural help, and it comes from God. And as I study in detail of what Hebrews in chapter 4, verse 16 is saying, where it says to come boldly, that in, in the Greek it says without exaggeration that we literally go into the presence of God. And so we've got to understand that every human being is made up of three parts. That we have a body. If you don't have a body, you're not here. But you have a spirit. And your spirit is the eternal person. And then you have a mind, and the Bible calls your mind co-equally as your soul. And so we have a spirit and we live in a body. And according to the highest authority in existence, spiritual truth is the highest order of truth. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away because God's word is spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. And so you are spirit. And so we've got to learn to be spiritually minded. We need to learn to be more spiritually minded than we are physically minded. And the Bible clearly tells us that uh, if we have a need, um, a desire, come boldly. Without exaggeration, the Bible says, we go into the very gates of God. And so I think of gates just like if um, um, you have a house and, uh, and you have gates around it. Well, you're, you're on God's property when you start having a, an attitude. It's, I'm thanking God sacrificiously spiritually you're on God's turf and then it goes a little bit further it says uh, in Psalms 100 and verse 4 that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving that sacrifice a, a sacrificial praise and then we enter into his courts with praise and praise is a higher order of thanksgiving and uh, that's where that we're glamorously foolish praising God and then that takes us right into the very most intimate places where God abides, his courtroom. And so I want to encourage you to learn to be uh, thankful to God. Have an attitude of thanksgiving 24 hours a day. Put on the garment of praise. The Bible says for the spirit of heaviness. And so it's not what it does for God. God's not on the ego trip, but it's what it does for us. So I'd like to encourage you to do it and see what happens. It'll change your life. Well, we thank you for watching our program, and we pray for you every day. And
So God's riches and best belongs to you. And these are some truths that will help you to receive everything that God has given you. He said, Beloved, above all things, I wish you'd prosper and be in health. Well, a key of that being released from the spirit world and into the natural is learning to be thankful. So be thankful, especially during this Thanksgiving season. You be blessed. Okay. Praise Works, reading from page 12. It isn't fair. Why was I born? Nothing goes right for me. Hardly anybody likes me. I have no talent. Whenever I try to accomplish anything, someone stops me. My health is terrible, and I look worse. How can I praise the Lord when there is nothing to praise Him for? My comment. The author comments. The Apostle Paul lived in a horrible circumstance, but he refused to be defeated or even discouraged because he trusted God and had learned to be content regardless of his situation. Paul was able to rejoice in the Lord and be at peace. Happiness on this earth does not depend on our circumstances. If it did, many of us would be in trouble. There is a big difference in the way unhappiness and happy persons treat their circumstances. One person suffers under them. The other stands on top and shouts, I won. Why is this? Stronger willpower? Better health? More advantage? More talent? Better looking? No. The difference is that some folks have learned the secret. Others haven't. Paul was one of those who had learned. He decided that God was on his side. What a partner. And since God was on his side, it didn't matter to Paul who or what was against him. Paul decided that since God had already sacrificed his own son for our benefit, he wouldn't fail to supply everything else we need. Paul believed in God's love. Therefore, to him, everything that happened was a blessing from God. So whatever occurred, Paul climbed up on top and shouted, Victory! No one could say Paul lived a shelter-protected luxurious life or that his generation applaud him no way we love him but in those days most people avoided him paul attracted trouble the majority of the unsaved didn't like what he said or how he said it his former associates wanted him dead his new christian friend often turned their heads whenever he was in trouble paul's reactions to all of this he knew that jesus was at god's right hand what did he see Jesus doing? Paul says, he's praying for me. And since he knew that, he mocked troubles, persecution, famine, nakedness, pearl, or even sword. Could do only one thing, help him. But notice in verse 37 that Paul wasn't just a conqueror. He was more than, far more. Why? He knew how much Jesus loved him. This is the difference between people who live under the circumstances and those who live on top of them. Paul was so exuberant in his faith that he claimed victory over angels, principalities, powers, the future, big problems, little problems, and even including anything ever created. Paul refused to be separated from God's love, no matter what, or who did, what, or when. He would not accept 
any event as misfortune or bad luck. That's the secret, dear trouble friend. Our confidence in God's love decides decides our reaction to every experience in life. If we believe God loves us and pay close attention to everything that happens to us, we shout victory at every turn of event. No one can do this for us. Each of us must take off the blindfold, open our eyes, and go for it. It can help you a little by telling you my own experience. The problem is this. If you have been living under your circumstances, you may resent any interference in the way you run your life. The writer of the above letter classified many things that were wrong in his life as their fault or God's fault. He and any one of us who are like him must take our attention off anything that might prevent us from understanding God's love for us. We must learn to love God. This is a proven way to understand God's love for us. Do this by, one, telling him the reasons you love him. This isn't for his benefit, it's for yours. Two, finding dozens of occasions daily to tell God how much you love him. Sing about it. Three, taking your attention off anything that separates you from God. Turn off television, movies, radios, records, novels, magazines, etc. that are not produced by men and women who love God. Otherwise, your mind will be polluted by those who will, without you realizing it, separate you from God. Four, concentrating your attention on God's Word. Many have learned to love God by knowing what He has said and done. Learn to hear God speak. That's not easy, and it requires your full attention. No time to be wasted. Five, finding people who love God and are learning about His love for them. They will assist you along your way. Six, don't give up. Your goal is too important. Since I began learning about God's love for me, so many good things are have happened. My health improved. God gave me better and more loving friends. My opportunities to help people have increased. My joy keeps increasing. Every time Satan slips in some evil device to threaten him and I stand on top of it, my joy takes a new leap upward. I want to help all men to mount up on wings like eagles, Isaiah forty thirty one. The more I believe in God's love for me, the greater joy I experience. He loves me not because of who I am, but because of who He is. Over the past 2,000 years, Paul has had more influence in the world than any other follower of Christ. Whenever God finds a man or a woman who relies on His love, He uses that person. Believe in, trust in, and rely on God's love for you. The more we do this, the more blessed and favored we will feel and be. May they know that you sent me and have loved them, even as I have loved you. The end. Beautiful, beautiful words of life. That was from the book, Praise Works, and we're done with this book. Thank you for listening. God bless you.